Father Gregory is a diocesan priest of the Diocese of Hamilton. Father Merkley is an in enthusiastic revert to Catholicism with a passion for evangelization, catechesis, and Catholic formation. He loves learning about all things Catholic and treasures the riches of our tradition, sharing them with all he meets. And so today, uh, Father Merkley is here to talk to us about um, St. Joseph. Um, I don't know if all of you know that uh, our Holy Father dedicated this year to be the year of St. Joseph. And um, I just wanted to give out a shout out to my father in heaven, because uh, he was Joseph. I always say I never met a Joe I didn't like, right? Uh, so anyway, Father Merkley, welcome to uh, Catholic Moms Group. Welcome to Midday Moms. Um, thank you for joining us. So. Tell us a little bit about why you think uh, Pope Francis, our Holy Father, um, dedicated this year to be the year of St. Joseph. That's great. Uh, thanks so much for that warm introduction too. And, and, and I do want to talk about that. And before I do though, I just got to say, like, I know you said just now that, uh, that you're more excited about me than the video. I just want to say that that video that we just watched, like I'm more excited about that video than I'm about me. So that was, <laughs> that was well done. I got to say, I got to find out who does that. I need some videos. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, yeah, I just wanted to give give you good credit there. That's wonderful. And actually, before I say a little bit more about, like you just said, uh, Pope Francis declared this year St. Joseph being on December 8th, 2020, that will go on till December 8th, 2021. Uh, I actually just want to ask St. Joseph's prayer, and I want to just ask God's blessing uh, as we're all here together before we started. But it's just nice to pray again together and ask the Lord for his blessings because we know that he blesses our time when we ask him to even more. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and loving Father, we, we thank you that you are a God who saves, a God who speaks to your children to, to bless, to guide us, to heal us, to lift us up, to strengthen us when we struggle with the many difficult parts of being, being just a human let alone living out our vocations, especially that, that beautiful and rich but challenging vocation of motherhood. And we ask our Blessed Mother and also St. Joseph, this great model for us, for all of us, to intercede for us and make this time today for all of us very fruitful, that the Holy Spirit will speak to us, will breathe his life, his wisdom, his goodness over us and into us. And we just ask all of this with great confidence knowing that our guardian angels are with us, praying for us. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying with me and letting me just throw that in there because... Uh, well, oh, I'm, I'm glad you did. It's something that we should do at the start of every meeting. And sometimes I forget it. I feel terrible about it. So I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you did. Thank you, Father. Oh, it's my pleasure. And... Uh, yeah, I like to start and end like everything I do with prayer. And uh, I just find it, gets, it works better. But the good thing is we already pray. It's good to pray more. So now let's get into this awesome stuff about St. Joseph. Okay, so the first thing that, that we're going to touch base on is just this uh, this year of St. Joseph that we just heard about from Dorothy. And um, people are wondering like, well, what's the background? How did this thing happen? You know, and I got to say that if you want a way better version of this story, I'm going to give you like a super short summary but Father Don Calloway, who is the author of kind of the most well-known book about consecration of St. Joseph in the world, 
he has a video on his YouTube channel where he goes into beautiful depth. It, it's just like, he's such a fun guy to listen to, by the way, if you haven't listened to his story or him talk, like he's great. He's way better than I'm going to ever be, but uh, he's awesome. So I can just point people to him and uh, I'm going to share with you uh, a video where you can go and hear more about, about how this kind of happened. Cause it's actually quite an incredible story. And uh, I'm going to, I'm just copying that and pasting into the chat and you can watch it, you know, later. Um, but basically it's interesting because uh, he gives the background that yes, we've had years of various things, years of mercy, you know, year of the faith and so on, year of the priesthood throughout the years. Um, but we've never had uh, a whole church event of a year of St. Joseph. And it's interesting because actually the reality is that there's been, as Father Calloway kind of recounts in the video I just shared, there's been kind of a movement in the last, I would say last few years, especially, you know, it's like everyone started kind of hearing more about St. Joseph. There was more buzz, you know, a lot of people were talking about him. And, um, and it's interesting because Father Calloway has been trying to get this to happen for some time, actually. Now, it's not only him that got it going, but he, he did play a key role. And uh, in fact, before I say a little more, I just want to hold up a book for you. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen this book, uh, probably most of you have, maybe. It's by Father Don Calloway, and uh, it's just called Consecration of St. Joseph. This book, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, it will tell you way more about St. Joseph than I can. And it will help you to entrust your life to St. Joseph. We're going to talk about that later on. But anyways, he's got a great story about how he actually kind of encouraged a religious order called the Oblates of St. Joseph to write uh, a letter to Rome requesting this year. And he had other priests, friends, and lay people around the world who had been writing requesting this year of St. Joseph. Because he says, as in years gone by, like previous popes would declare a year if they kind of heard it from all around the world. It wasn't just like, oh, it's that priest or this bishop. It's got to be a sense that there's this kind of universal movement in the church towards this, that the spirit of God is raising up this, this as some topic to be highlighted in the church's life. So he, he had all these people and he did this incredible thing. I mean, two among the many incredible things he's done. He, uh, he actually, one, he wrote a letter because he wanted to write a simple letter to Pope Francis asking for the year of St. Joseph. So he wrote a letter. He wrote it in English using Google Translate. Uh, he had some friend, uh, uh, sorry, he wrote it in uh, Italian, uh, then translated it, got it to, to be given to uh, someone else. And then eventually he, he strategically arranged his letter to get to Pope Francis through a bishop that would see him. And there's photos of him, of Pope Francis holding this letter. And it's clear it actually impacted him in a serious way. And, um, and you can hear more about that in the video I sent. And there's more stuff too about how he wrote to the apostolic penitentiary in, in Rome. He got an email back, which is something he just didn't expect. And they declared actually a year of St. Joseph, but in a bit, kind of a different way in 2020 actually, um, but more just in connection with the consecration to St. Joseph. So anyways, there's a lot of story and uh, you know, Father Calloway is going to tell you way better. So I just want to direct you to that. But of course, now just to fast forward, we got this amazing year of St. Joseph. There's never been one before. It's an amazing grace-filled time in the church to draw closer to our spiritual father, St. Joseph. Again, the year goes from December 8th, 2020 to December 8th, 2021. And 
Pope Francis put a letter out called Patris Corde, which means heart, the, the father's heart. And then there was also a decree from the Apostolic Penitentiary, which actually officially declared this year of St. Joseph. They're two different um, documents. And long story short, now we're in the year of St. Joseph. Um, clearly the Holy Spirit is moving uh, to bring us to this spiritual father. Now, um, maybe one thing that, you know, as you sort of continue um, with the sort of reflection on St. Joseph himself, um, you know, any thoughts on, you know, usually I've got my statue of, you know, Blessed Mother right here. And, and so most of us here are mothers. Uh, and, and you don't have to kind of do it right away because I know I'm kind of just throwing it out at you. But um, just, you know, any thoughts too that you could include about, you know, how does this relate to mothers? Like when I heard about all of this hoopla about St. Joseph, I've got like, okay, <laughs> you know, I love Joseph. My father was Joseph. That's even his, you know, accordion there, which he tried to teach me how to play very diligently. And no matter how hard he tried, I just never kind of got it. Right. But, um, just in your reflection, if you can share, because um, it was a bit of a disconnect for me. I'm like, okay, well, that's for the men, you know? Um, so as you reflect, maybe you can kind of help us understand how this relate to, how this relates to moms, because I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> so, that's great. Yeah. I love your honesty too. So good. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a great question because I actually, I, I do, one of the things I do is uh, I have a lot of spiritual directees. I tend to do spiritual direction. I have this one directee. I had recommended her to do the, I mean, I recommend everyone to do the consecration of St. Joseph, Joseph. And she said, but father, like, I, I kind of felt like that's just like a, a thing for the, the men. Like, is that, <laughs> is, am I supposed to do this? Like, is that, isn't that just a men thing? And I was kind of like, well, is like married just for women? Like, yeah, 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 that's exactly. that way, right? so anyways, that's, this is a funny anecdote, but to answer your question, St. Joseph is everybody's spiritual father. If you're baptized, you were baptized into Christ. You share, uh, you share in the life of God who has lived in you as a living tabernacle. Unless we kick him out through mortal sin, he's there and we can always get him back, of course, through, through the sacrament of God's mercy and reconciliation. But if we are Christ, we are the body of Christ and we're called to imitate Christ. Well, then we look at Christ's life and we realize he spent more time with anyone else uh, than anyone else with Mary and St. Joseph. So he was so close. This is the closest man to Jesus. And if he was Jesus' father, not biologically, but really he, he treated him as, you know, they had a father-son relationship. And if we're meant to be imitating Christ, then we have to have a relationship with our spiritual father too, right? So it's not just like some kind of tacked on, oh yeah, spiritual father. No, it's like just even by the fact that we're, we as christians imitating jesus so ah you got my attention okay good good <laughs> victory um and, th and there's a lot more to that in the sense that not only is he that but he's also the patron saint of the church the universal church uh which means he we're all part of the church so he is he's meant to be someone we draw close to that we ask his protection for us for our families for the church for our vocations, that we live them well. He was part of a family. Every mother is part of a family. He knows family life. He also knows how to treat a woman, right? Yeah, so he's, gonna, he's gonna treat you good. Yeah, so. and I, I don't wanna take this on a tangent like I sometimes do, um, 
but I find sometimes, and I gotta just keep this short, but sometimes that, you know, wounds that we may have either with our mother or father or parents, um, you know, sometimes interfere with, you know, so I always say like, you know, if your dad wasn't a great one, maybe we should, you know, consider a consecration for St. Joseph, but maybe even if he was a good one, we should too. Um, but uh, anyway, so thank you for that. That's definitely, I'll, I'll definitely get the book and I'll definitely take a closer look at it because I was kind of like, what is this? So thank you. Okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah so tell us a little bit about St. Joseph himself. Sure. I mean, even before I want to tell you, I do want to tell you some things about St. Joseph, but I just want to, again, highlight that not only is St. Joseph the patron of the universal church, but um, he's also a kind of patron of families. You know, he's also, um, he's the greatest saint in heaven after Mary, right? So the reality is there's no greater saint than Mary. Uh, and after her, there's no one greater than St. Joseph. So, I mean, we often have devotion to so many saints, but we'd be missing out if we don't have a good relationship with the greatest saint in heaven after Mary. Like, I think we underestimate St. Joseph. He is quite possibly the most underrated person in heaven. I would not be surprised if that was true. And it's kind of sad if that's, if that's true, right? Especially because he's our spiritual father. We're called to honor our parents. Well, that includes our spiritual parents. We honor our, our heavenly mother that's, and so on. So there's a lot of reasons why St. Joseph is for everyone. And now, okay, so I'm going to transition now. There's a lot more we could say on that, but I just want to keep moving. And we're going to talk about St. Joseph himself. Now, there's way more than we can ever say about St. Joseph. This is why this book is, is where you want to go. I'm just kind of trying to, to give you a little slice, but I, I really have to say, get a book like this. This is wonderful. There's lots of stuff on St. Joseph these days, especially in this year, but this book I strongly recommend. And you're going to learn about just the amazing stories, the amazing character of St. Joseph, because he's, he doesn't say any words in the Bible. So we kind of don't really realize his greatness. But when you start realizing what he had to do, you start realizing this man is an incredible man, incredible saint. The greatest man there ever has been other than Jesus is St. Joseph. Um, he was obviously a man of hard work of deep prayer, a master of the interior life. He knew how to work well, but to make that work a prayer, a lesson for all of us. He spent so much time constantly in the presence of Jesus and Mary. Who could have, you know, when you think about it, who would have spent more time with Jesus and Mary than Joseph? Can you imagine cuddling with Jesus, you know, teaching him how to do his carpentry and, and whatever else, feeding him, praying the Psalms with him, going up to the temple with him as they would, you know, like playing games, you know, talking about the, the law of God, hearing Jesus speak. He knew the accents, the sound of, of Jesus' voice so perfectly. He was just so attuned to Christ and St. Joseph, still father of, of Jesus, because yes, he's not the biological father, but he is a father who protected, guided, brought up, in his humanity, Jesus Christ, the second person of the most holy trinity, but who willed to take on a human nature. And in that human nature, he was the son, spiritually and morally and emotionally, psychologically, relationally with St. Joseph. And so essentially, the more you think about it, you go, wow, this man had to be holy, not only for his mission, 
because God gives us the graces we need to accomplish the mission, what he's got in our lives for us. All of us have great plans the Lord has for you. He's given you gifts, special graces for those plans. But also think again, how much more time St. Joseph spent with Jesus than any other saint. Uh, I mean, no one else really got to live with him other than Mary. And it's a, it, and because they were so close as a family, there must have been so many shared moments and so many deep conversations. And so we get a clue to some of the greatness of St. Joseph and, and what is called the litany of St. Joseph. And of course, it's a very uh, beautiful prayer of the church where we ask St. Joseph to pray for us. Now, in the litany of St. Joseph, we hear all these, these qualities of St. Joseph. And I'm not going to go too, like, I'd love to get more into this. But again, it's just because of time that we're not going to hop into all that we could say, you know, we would just scratch the surface, even if we were here for, for a week, you know, so, but the reality is, you know, we hear these, these terms of St. Joseph, and we realize that he's a model for us, for example, you know, we've got Joseph most just pray for us. Now, just means that you do, you give others what is their due. You, to give God his due, you worship him, you love him, you obey him. To give others their due, well, you, you also love them. They're made to love and be loved. You care for the poor, that's justice. You know, you, you honor your family members and especially your parents, that's justice. You carry out the legitimate roles of your state in life. If you've got an employer or your stay-at-home mom or whatever it is, that's justice. That's due, you're, in a certain sense, yes, it's loving and good, but it's also just expected of us that we would do this. But Joseph is most just. That's quite a title, most chaste. So he, his purity, his manhood, the way that he related to, to woman and everyone was pure and holy. Amazing. There's just so much courageous, obedient, faithful. Man, there's just so much in here. He protects the church. He's the comfort of the afflicted. He's the patron of a happy death. We want to be close to him if we want to have a good death so we can, you know, be right with God. So we're ready to go into heaven as quickly as possible when our time on earth ends. He's the pillar of families. He's the glory of domestic life. He's the model of workmen. And, and in so many ways, he's a model for, I guess you'd say, uh, and I mean this in the, in the Catholic, the most Catholic and uh, proper sense, that he's just, he's just the model of all who do any work. And that includes women uh, and all sorts of work, whether it's at home, whether it's if they've got a, a, an occupation. So there's just like so much, man, I, I could talk a little too long if I don't watch myself. But uh, I want to say that when you read this book, <laughs> Because now you know I'm 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 making no uh, effort to hide the fact that I'm trying to get you to read this book because I've not done it uh, and consecrate, which is entrust yourself. Um, you're going to learn so much. The the one thing that's just popping in my mind too, just the popularity over the last couple of years of um, you know Jordan Peterson. It's almost as if in the secular world, he was saying we need more Josephs, right? Like he, he never. That's beautiful. That's a good observation. Yeah, so because I think the world is hungry, right? For 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 Josephs for sure. Sorry, so but that just kind of popped into No, that's good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, authentic masculinity is first of all modeled by Jesus Christ, but after him, no one does it better than Saint Joseph. And we need I mean, we need good holy women, obviously. That's why I'm sure a lot of you here you want to be those good holy women. Um, but also we need good holy men. Um so yeah. Uh, by the way, I should mention that uh, it's kind of something I don't want to miss saying. Tomorrow is the solemnity of St. Joseph. So uh, it's a really good day that we're here. 
Yes. <laughs> and, um, I'm also at St. Joseph's Parish in Guelph, Ontario. So like tomorrow's a big day for us um, because not only is it all that we just said, but a whole lot of our parishioners have been doing this and we're going to consecrate and entrust ourselves to St. Joseph tomorrow night at our 7 p.m. mass. And those who can't come in person will join us through live stream. So we're excited about that. And uh, that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's my, um, my, I don't know what, how to say it without saying it, but I knew that this consecration to St. Joseph was like here, but it wasn't like hitting me here. But it was sort of like, kind of like, okay, obedience. Okay, we should have St. Joseph on midday moms because if the church has declared it, moms should actually think about this. And, uh, and I thought I got the tugging of my dad, my heartstrings. I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so uh, I, I and, and the fact that you were available um, and, and, you know, growing up, I don't know whether this is true for a lot of you here, but growing up in a Polish immigrant family, we never celebrated my parents' birthday. We always celebrated their feast day. I didn't even know when my father's birthday was, but on the feast of St. Joseph or the solemnity of St. Joseph, we always had a huge party uh, for my dad and no one ever asked his age. You know, It was all about the fact that he was Joe and St. Joseph and we always had a big family party. I don't know, um, you know, I, I'd like to encourage each of you to start acknowledging the names day of your children, your husband and, and somehow celebrating it. Um, okay, let's get back to, uh, to to um yeah to, to you <laughs> father i'm sorry no that's great i love when you share these things and uh i was just laughing as you're sharing it's beautiful uh tradition i was just laughing i was thinking if you had a, a bunch of family members that are all joseph they all just kind of have a little celebration <laughs> together yeah that's good that's yeah. beautiful anyways um so yeah there's so much about saint joseph um but but i want to kind of say that you know if i try to get into everything you're going to be here all day and um this is only called midday moms it's not called all day moms so i don't <laughs> want to keep you here too long you know so uh, as much as i wish we could freeze time and just talk about saint joseph all day and all sorts of other good stuff but, but yeah so um so maybe that's a good opportunity for me obviously i've already been talking about the consecration but maybe just talk a little bit about more uh explicitly about the consecration to saint joseph so a lot of people wonder and it's a good question what what is a consecration you know, like consecration at mass when the priest turns bread and, and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the most holy Eucharist. Yeah, I've heard of that. Or I've heard consecration like consecrated life. You become a, a, a nun or a monk or a brother or sister or like a bishop, you get consecrated a bishop or whatever. But like, what does it mean to consecrate yourself to St. Joseph? Like, it's a, and it's a good question. It's important probably to, to, to just note that consecration to Mary that we've got you know many years of of tradition of doing um, but consecration of saint joseph i honestly i'm sure there have been forms of of entrustment or consecration to saint joseph in years gone by but i don't really feel like there's been a popular one that i know of anyways until until this came out you know just around a year ago a little more than that um and so the consecration to Mary is obviously just kind of like we say, Mary, I'm all yours. Like St. John Paul II would say in a sense that, Mary, I give you permission to come into my life, to bless me, to guide me. I want to have a deeper relationship with you. 
I want to share my life with you. I want you to take all that I do and present it to Jesus on my behalf to kind of, um, you know, an image I've heard is if we were going to give Jesus an apple, well, we give Mary the apple and she puts it on a gold plate and then she gives it to Jesus. And it's even better um, in the sense that Mary just makes everything better. And um, so it's kind of, um, there's a lot more, you know, Father Calloway does explain the idea of consecration very well, much better than I'm going to today uh, in the book. But it's kind of a, an entrustment, entrusting yourself into their hands and making a sort of, I guess you'd say a sort of a spiritual relationship that you're entering into, a sort of covenant almost, where you are going to be much closer to them and you're going to you're going to just stay close to them, share your life with them, and they're going to have a deeper relationship with you, and they're going to enrich your life, and they are going to have a much deeper authority in your life to, to guide you, to help you, to bless you, to bring you to heaven, to help you be that good holy woman that you want to be. Um, so it's kind of like giving them access to everything in your life, which is only going to be good if Mary's got more access in your life or St. Joseph's got more access to do things, more permission to do whatever they want to do in your life. So that's a just kind of simplistic, simplified summary of, of consecration. It's a total entrustment to God, but through this saint. So now we got St. Joseph. It is so good. And then a question, though, that I know we were going to talk about, and I want to bring it up now, is this idea. Someone could say, well, you know, that sounds kind of cool, Father. I like the idea of giving St. Joseph more uh, freedom in my life to help me, to guide me, to help me imitate his virtues and to be more like him so that I can be more like Christ and, and receive more of grace from God and blessings and so on. But like, I'm already consecrated to Mary. So do I really need to consecrate myself to St. Joseph? Or what if I have too many consecrations? Like, like Father, I don't want to seem like I'm just kind of like, you know, hedging my bets. Uh, yeah, I like you, Mary. Yeah, I like you, Joseph. Like, um, <laughs> We don't want, we don't want to give that impression. You you got my attention, right? Because that's, that's been kind of the, that's how I've been resisting it, right? Because it's kind of like, well, you know, wait a minute. I I don't want to, I don't want to cheat on Mary. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, we don't want to do that. Don't do that. Okay. Father said, don't do that. So that's right. And so here's a, a good thing to remember is that, you know, when we, when we talk to, to Mary, or we talk to St. Joseph, obviously Jesus isn't kind of going, oh, I see, don't really, don't really like me. Well, okay, okay. He's not like that, right? He's like, I love my parents. I love Mary. He loves Mary more than you're ever going to love Mary, no matter who you are. He loves St. Joseph more than you love St. Joseph, no matter who you are. If someone gave your parents a diamond ring, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I like you. You're going to be like, wow, that was really nice. Uh, that's something, you know, um, you, whatever it is that they do for your parents, uh, I would expect any normal rational person is going to be like, that was nice. And, and wow, you know, as long as it was a real good thing that they did. Well, Jesus is like that. <clears throat> he loves when we honor our spiritual parents because he honored them more than any of us ever will. So, so it's not a competition. So think about it this way. If Mary has a whole lot of power in your life, do you know what she wants to do? She wants to bring you also, not just, she wants to bring you to Jesus fundamentally. But part of the way she wants to do that is to bring in her spouse, her most chaste spouse, St. Joseph, and to say, hey, let's get together. Let's help out Dorothy. Let's help out Father Greg Merkley. Let's help out 
whoever and and come together and bring them more more peace more love more grace more help because it's a team effort oh so you're now yeah it's so it's the the okay 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 father this is this is uh, i hope i hope everybody that's watching and listening to father is, is benefiting as much as as i do and I would encourage you, if you are watching, if you have any of your own questions, because I kind of feel feel like I've been monopolizing Father Gregory's time by saying, well, how about this and how about that? But if there's anything that you want to know, um, please, please, you know, jot it down here in the uh, in mm -hmm. the in the yeah, chat. Yeah, by all means, we love to hear from you. So th this is uh, I I'm loving this, Father. I'm I'm really loving this. Thank you, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, it's fun. It's great. Saint Joseph's awesome. Yeah, I think um, maybe another thing worth mentioning is just that uh, I'm sure that if we asked Jesus, hey, do you want us to consecrate ourselves to to Mary? He would say yes. Uh, and if, if I mean, unless you had some really good reason not to, it'd have to be a really good reason, though, um, you would. And I bet if we could ask Jesus and Mary, hey, would you like us to like entrust ourselves to St. Joseph's fatherly care too? He who is the patron of the universal church, who's my spiritual father, just by baptism and by imitating Christ. I'm sure they'd look at each other and be like, mm-hmm you know so um so again it's a, it's a team effort the holy family they're they're always happy when any of them uh, is given to work in our life so it's not a competition they don't it's not like one uh overwrites the other i think you're still on mute there dorothy i'm missing out I, I just wanted to say, Father, I love you. I, I love, I love, I just, I love your style. I love your vibe. It's like, yeah, like now it's like, I feel like the spiritual blinders are kind of falling off of me. It's kind of like, of course, right? Of course. That's wonderful. Wow, so, praise God. What a grace. Yeah, no, I'm getting kind of like the goosebumps, but I, I want to hear about other people's goosebumps. Anyway, so you, you, I, this is just so fruitful for me. Thank you. Praise God. Sorry to interrupt you. Gosh, I'm just so excited. Oh, no. <laughs> We're also a team effort, you know. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's nice. I don't know. If, I like talking, but I have to be careful that I also you know, don't want to talk too much. This is a good question here. Is there a prayer of consecration to the Holy Family rather than individual consecrations? Thanks, Kathy, for that question. You know, there might be, and I just don't know about it. You know, it's funny. I would just say any prayer like that is a great prayer. You know, I, I do sometimes say this Holy Family, I give this to you. I entrust my life to you. Um, so yeah, I want to say uh, thanks, Adriana, for sharing that witness that that you also were a little bit kind of wondering about this whole multiple consecrations, but but you found that this was such a blessing. That's so great. That was my experience too. I did the consecration back in May of 2020 on May 1st, Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. And uh, yeah, my, my life has never been the same. So St. Joseph has been so, so good to me. And, um, and yeah, so that's great. I know one thing we, we had talked about, Dorothy, that we might uh, touch on too. We don't have to spend too long on it. We can just see how it goes. But the idea of how this whole St. Joseph theme talks uh, times into to Lent. So if you want, we could say a little bit about that. But I also am seeing these good questions. So I want to address those too. And what other consecrations are there? I want to thank, thank you for sharing that, that question, Tina. Um, I think... There's certainly consecration to Mary, to St. Joseph. Um, there are other types of kind of, I guess you'd say kind of similar things. Father Michael Gately has some great books. He has a great book called 33 Days to Merciful Love. It's so good. I strongly recommend it too. He's also got another one. He's got another one, um, which is 33 Days to Greater Glory. And it's actually about total entrustment to God the Father through Jesus. 
It's quite something. And I've done, I've done them. They're very good. So if you find other ones or if anyone else in the chat knows other ones, please share because because you'll enrich us. So that's great. And that's a good opportunity for me to also to, to slide in. Uh, as I tell you, I love the Sleeping Joseph statue. Hold on, watch this, okay? You keep watching, okay? Look who I found. Look who I found. So dear St. Joseph, Sleeping St. Joseph. So I think it's great. I do have notes, prayer intentions underneath. So uh, it's a very beautiful thing. You'll learn about the Sleeping St. Joseph statue in the uh, in the book. And here's also just in case you wanted to see a copy of that 33 Days to Merciful Love. But let's go into uh, to Lent there. And I want to say, um, obviously, Lent, it's so rich, right? Lent is a whole lot of things all in one. It's incredible. And um, I mean, Lent, the first reading on Ash Wednesday says, return to the Lord with all your heart. And in a certain sense, that kind of sums up Lent because we're preparing for, well, the biggest sign of love from God in the history, in the triduum. And we're preparing to renew our, our baptismal promises, our own commitment to follow God, to love him as best we can with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's, that's what we renew on, on Easter. And we're also preparing ourselves to, to see how much he loved us, how much he suffered for us. And so um, it's a wonderful thing where we kind of focus extra hard on purifying our hearts to be one with God, to reach what the saints call mystical union with God, the highest heights of union with God, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, many other saints talk about this transforming union. In fact, St. Teresa of Avila has this seven, uh, seven mansions, the interior castle in her book. She describes these stages of the spiritual life. And so in Lent, maybe you could say that we're especially focused, we're always focusing on this all year round, hopefully, but we're really diving deep kind of focusing a little bit more on purifying ourselves, detaching ourselves from, from things that we maybe are a little unhealthily attached to. Maybe we don't have the best habits with when or what we eat, or maybe the best habits with when and how we use social media or how we use just pleasures of the senses in general. Maybe we need to develop our prayer life more deeply. We kind of get more deliberate. And, and Lent is obviously all about that and many other things. And so how does that connect with St. Joseph? Well, St. Joseph had perfect union with God. And he prayed perfectly. And he, he was the model of virtue, the greatest, most holiest person ever after Mary. And so he is able to accompany us through this journey of Lent to make it even more fruitful. And even beyond Lent to hopefully just keep growing, just like just keep going on wherever we were going, just keep moving uh, until the, re the rest of our life where he is the patron of our happy death can be like, hey, now you've reached it. You're in union with God. So um, we always want to be close to the saints. Um, any liturgical season is a time to draw close to the saints. And, um, and I think we can just say, therefore, that we need St. Joseph's help to make this Lent as fruitful as it possibly can be. Those are just a few thoughts. There's obviously way more, but uh, that's a few thoughts. And I'm also seeing all these cool questions coming up in the chat. And I'm thinking, I want to get to these too. So um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to share, though, on that topic at all, Dorothy. Thank you still. There you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, I guess, I, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you, because it's funny, on the, on the one hand, in my own kind of spirit, I was kind of like, lately, just thinking like, gosh, I really need something, like I need like a next 
step or a next, you know, but I'm like, what is that thing? Right? I'm like, okay, I try to get to daily mouse. I go, you know, and so like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so thank you for that. The other thing, uh, and I, I'm probably being very selfish um, in asking you this question, but I'm hoping it'll be benefit other moms here. Um, I don't know about any of you moms here, but I kind of have found that, okay, Lent began on Ash Wednesday and I kept on telling myself, okay, I'm going to make this resolution. I'm going to make that resolution, but first I have to do this. And then first I have to do that. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, but first I have to do this. And first I have to do that. And then before you know it, uh, my, you know, my daughter's beloved, he, he needed to live with us for a, a month. And so he was here for a month. And then before you know it, um, I got just, I'll call it what it is, a bacterial infection. And I'm like, okay, there's that. And then before you know it, there's like dynamic woman of faith. So it's like, okay, I'm like doing all this stuff, but like, I kind of feel like, Oh, well, I didn't make any resolutions and I certainly didn't cut out sugar. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I'm kind of feeling guilty that I haven't really made any Lenten resolutions, but like, I kind of feel like God has sent me stuff. Sometimes I kind of thank God. I say, okay, God, you know that I'm kind of lazy sometimes. And so you kind of know I won't take it on myself, but you'll send me stuff, <laughs> you know? So do you have any words maybe for, um, women that maybe haven't even, you know, embarked on Lent yet, and they're kind of like, ooh, you know, are feeling guilty that they've fallen and, you know, broken resolutions that they have made. Um, any thoughts at all? Yeah, I love your, aunt. like, thank you so much for asking and sharing that, because I think that kind of question, especially with your playful vulnerability, is something that we, we can all be blessed by. So I want to say that uh, that's a great question. What if I haven't come up with any Lenten resolutions? Or what if I just kind of fell off the bandwagon and started kind of, you know, not even trying? I don't know. Um, it's never too late. It's never too late. I mean, we still got a little time. Don't be too hard on yourself. Forgive yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Yes, it's good to start those before. We should come up with those Lenten resolutions before. Um, that said, life happens. And um, yeah, I think as if we were doing our best, you know, the Lord understands. Maybe there was a good reason that we didn't have a Lenten resolution. Maybe we're already trying to do everything we can to be a saint, so we couldn't even come up with any more resolutions. I don't know. Um, maybe just doing God's will in your life is enough of a resolution already, even if you didn't formulate that as your Lenten observance, you know? So there's a lot of things we could say, but I'd say don't be too hard on yourself. One thing, if people ask, how can I have a good Lent? One thing I often say is go to confession. Just go to confession and experience that healing love, that mercy, you know, and... Uh, especially if someone hasn't gone for a long time, they, they, they do have to go, you know, it's something we're called as Catholics to go at least once a year. It's one of the precepts of the church. I mean, especially if, obviously, if you're, if you committed a mortal sin, you need to go as soon as you can uh, and learn more about that. Check out more of the church's teachings on, I don't, I don't think I have time to get all into that, but be patient with yourself. The Lord is merciful. Um, we don't want to take his mercy for granted, but we just say, Lord, okay, help me know what to do now. You speak to me. Help me to know what you want me to do. Um, and it's never too late. Um, it's a learning experience. <laughs> now you know. Definitely, definitely is. There, there are a couple of uh, great questions here. Yeah, let's go through all these questions. And uh, yeah. I wish I had more time, by the way, on the, on your question too, because 
I think the most important thing is just know that God loves us. He loves you no matter what you're going through. And um, he just wants to speak to you today. If that's you, just, yeah, let the Lord speak to you about that in a personal way. Talk to him about that. Okay, let's go on to these great questions. Um, love. They're uh, so good. I was saying, can St. Joseph help us to heal our relationship with our biological father? Um, and two, I think some, you know, a, a lot of women that reach out to me too will say that, that um, you know, their husband isn't practicing the faith. So like, so can St. Joseph help us with our biological father if we have issues with him? Can St. Joseph maybe help us, you know, with her husbands that aren't practicing the faith? Uh, there's another, my goodness, huge question here, but um, I don't even know if I have the time to read it. <laughs> but anyway, I'll let, uh, I'll let you look at the questions and respond to one. Sure. No, I'm, here's my plan, okay? Uh, I'm going to answer all the questions we haven't answered, like just back to back to back as quickly as possible, but as thoroughly as time allows me, okay? So okay. first off, just that one question you just asked about, can, uh, can St. Joseph help us to kind of heal those wounds or that brokenness, maybe a broken relationship or whatever in relation to our earthly fathers? Absolutely. In fact, he wants to. He really wants to step in. He really wants to heal your image of what a father can be. He wants to help you to see that the heavenly father is a good father, that he loves you no matter what. That, I mean, the reality is no other than Mary and Joseph, I don't know if there are perfect parents. I mean, there are saintly parents, like the Therese's parents seem to be great, but um, he wants to heal you. He wants to help you. Talk to him from your heart. Just say, say to him what's on your heart and your mind. Develop that deep relationship with him because ultimately when we speak to the Lord or a saint from the heart, we just deepen that relationship, that friendship. It just takes time and, and sharing. And uh, just say, say, Joseph, you know, you know my relationship with my earthly father. You know, here's where it didn't go the way I wish it had gone. I look back now and wish it would have been different. And I ask you just to help me to know if there's something I'm called to do to help that healing go uh, the way it's supposed to. And and please step in. And, and I, I want you to be my spiritual father. I want you to give me whatever my earthly father couldn't give or didn't give me in the best way you can, St. Joseph. Come into my life. And there's a lot more. And I think I'm very confident he actually talks about that a bit in here too. So, so if you get the book, Further Incentive, you will learn more about that. Um, so yeah, that's great. I want to say, I just noticed, uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through the chat now. And like I said, we're going to go through quickly. I want to say props to Amy Quinlis for her great work of getting a bunch of moms to do the consecration. And so many, uh, I see that uh, Carmela as well, just finished the consecration. That's wonderful. We're so glad to hear that. And um you know, I just love all the good things everyone's saying here. And um, I'm just scrolling down here. Um, do, 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 do. Can we ask St. Joseph and Mary to help us and our sons and daughters to reject Satan and to speak? Uh, yeah, that's great. I think absolutely. Just invite them in and tell them to look after your children. Just say you can, I mean, yeah, I think it's good to make it an official explicit prayer. Mary and St. Joseph, I just ask you to, to, be a, a mother, be a father to my children, guide them, protect them from evil, protect them from those temptations of the evil one so that they can have the joy and the peace of the Holy Spirit, the true goodness that God came to give them, the life abundant. So yes, and, and also pray, um, pray for them, pray for St. Michael to protect them too, get some other saints on there too, ask the Holy Spirit to guide them, uh, but invite them in, maybe just kind of spiritually say, Mother Mary, I consecrate my, my son to you. St. Joseph, I consecrate my, my son to you or my daughter to you, whatever it is, whoever they are, all my children to you. Okay, so 
Um, let's just see here. Yeah, this is a great idea from uh, Karen to do the group as a parish to 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 do this program in groups and so on. It's a wonderful idea. I'm a big fan of that idea. Um, I'm so glad also that um, that there's a it's a consecration to the Holy Family from the Knights of Columbus. I think. Uh, Thank you so much, Judith, for sharing that. So the Knights of Columbus have a consecration of the Holy Family. Sounds like something we could look up and check that out later on in our in our other time. But that's beautiful. Um, I'm so glad Natalie loves the Sleeping St. Joseph statue. It's pretty great. Uh, it also makes a great gift for someone, but it's just nice for us. If something's stressing you out, it just takes one minute to write it down, put it under the statue. No St. Joseph's going to look after it. I've never been let down. I've had some times where I'm a little bit like, Ooh. and then I'm like, Ooh. and it's, wow, St. Joseph, you're awesome. Way way more help than I realized I was going to get. Does it have to be done on a specific date? There's a table in the book that says kind of, it recommends maybe special days like tomorrow that are, are connected in the church's calendar to St. Joseph, like the Solemnity of St. Joseph, Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. There's some other wonderful, beautiful things, beautiful feasts. I encourage you to look it up. It's a very simple table. though. Um, even have like the, I think it's the Feast of, of the Holy Spouses and stuff like that. There's just great stuff in there. Check that out um let's see here do, 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 do. yeah so we've talked about that no so father we, we've only got like literally four minutes left i don't believe mm. it um one thing, uh, that i often say at um you know when we host because normally we host face-to-face -face mothers groups and um, you know, it is so much nicer when you can actually see the, 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 the mobs and you can look into their eyes and, and things like that. So we're, we're missing that component. Um, but one thing I always like to say at the very end of mom's group is, you know, that as Catholic moms that are getting together, okay, now we're getting together virtually, you know, like, it's wonderful that you're here. And I'm really glad that you're here. And I, always like to throw in, you know, a couple of questions, like, did you invite anyone to come today? You know, are you going to invite someone to come, you know, next week? Um, you know, the, the whole idea, you know, at the end of mother's group, you know, I always say that like, yeah, we can have this wonderful time and we can have all these spiritual consolations and we can leave feeling like this kind of like mountain high. And I'm like, okay, ladies, be careful of spiritual gluttony. Are you going to act on any of those graces, right? Are you going to do something? Are you going to actually pick up the book and read it and do the consecration? Is the Holy Spirit calling you to go to confession this Saturday morning, right? I always beg for the Holy Spirit to give each mom that attends these sessions some type of specific call to resolution because yeah you can go to like a thousand conferences and you can read 400 books and and but 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 if we're not actually you know giving alms if we're not actually becoming holier if we don't actually um make a change in our lives then it's kind of like we're wasting our time here right like i don't mean to sound I, i'm really glad that you're here and please come back right but but, but these meetings aren't intended just to be feel-good sessions. Like I always say that between this meeting and next meeting, 
I want you to do something that is going to stretch you spiritually. Like the whole idea is for you to grow in holiness. And, um, you know, <laughs> I guess that's my guilty mother. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, the idea here really is, and, and the other thing is that each of these sessions really need to be helping us in our vocation of motherhood. So how did this, and, and pray to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, how has this session influenced me as a mother? And how am I gonna communicate this to my children? Because again, these mother's group sessions are not just for us, right? So I'm gonna challenge you at the dinner table today, I want you to say, hey guys, you know what? Like I attended this virtual thing and I learned about St. Joseph and I heard about this priest and hey, maybe we should go to that parish and go to mass there and actually meet him. Or I, I want you today at the, like, why do we host this from the kitchen, right? Today, I want you at your kitchen table to talk about Father Merkley, to talk about consecration to St. Joseph, to talk, you know, so again, these sessions at the very end of them, I like to encourage you to buy the book, you know, uh, read the book, um, grow in holiness, um, invite Father Merkley to come give a retreat once COVID is over and we can do that. Um, but uh, please, please, you know, he's got a website too. Do you want to keep in your website so people want to know how to reach you? Sure. Yeah. Let me just, uh, it's, as I often say, it still needs a little bit more work, but it's, uh, it's functional enough that you can go check it out and, and see what's on there. Honestly, I need to work on it, but I've, I've been a little bit uh, struggling for time on that area. But, uh, oh, come anyways, on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Father, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, any closing prayers? Any, you know, before we sign off, it is 301, but if you can sign up, Give us some closing thoughts and appreciate it. Absolutely. Just very briefly, I just want to get back to uh, one question I hadn't got to by Maureen Barry about if St. Joseph can help Black women, mothers or, or grandmothers in their difficulty with uh, racism. It's a very beautiful question. And I think very simply, St. Joseph wants to help all women of every culture and every race and every time. And we just ask him to protect all of humanity from anything that is against the, the human dignity. Um, that we have as children of God made in his image and likeness. So, so um, that's just one thing. I didn't want to not say something on that. And then also, um, you're right on, Dorothy, about that resolution idea. When I pray, when I reflect on the scriptures, I don't stop without forming some resolutions. How is this going to change my life? What am I going to do differently? Um, how am I going to be more faithful to God? And uh, again, just know that the Lord loves all of you. I'm so glad that you came. I'm so glad, Dorothy, that we could be together today. Such a joy. And, um, you know, we're at the hour of divine mercy. I'm sure many of you are thinking, maybe you're getting out your divine mercy stuff to pray, um, ask the Lord to bless you on our world. And that's so good too. So I don't want to delay that at all. So why don't we just, uh, just say, uh, thank you, Lord, for all you've done. And let's say a little prayer and give you all a blessing. And again, thank you to each and every one of you who came to be with us today. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, we, we thank and praise you. You are such a God of love and mercy and healing. And you give us, wonderful saints and friends in heaven to to look after us especially our mother mary especially saint joseph in this year of saint joseph how amazing is your love for us continue to bless and guide us in your infinite love and mercy pour out your graces upon us and on the whole world 
May the Holy Spirit guide us always, and may Almighty God bless each and every one of you through Mary and Joseph, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, Father, you know, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, your, your presence is uh, really, really appreciated, and it, I don't know, it helps keep me on track too, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I've definitely, uh, so, uh, just someone, and I know it's 303 and we need to get going, but I can't help but highlight this before we go, um, Marie de Giantomasso, Giantomasso, said that uh, St. Joseph's intercession has prompted me to do a general confession this Lent, and, you know, we probably need a separate, you know, session about a, you know, general confession, but it was something that um, I took advantage of, you know, uh, anyway, it's a long story, but I hadn't been to confession in a long time. And then there was this priest, Father James Casper, who is my spiritual director and has been since the late 80s. Oh my God, <laughs> how old is this woman? Um, and, and, and anyway, but having not gone to confession for a long time, he said, you know, like what I really think we need, Dorothy, is like we need like, you know, to make up for lost time. And uh, this general confession went back over X number of, uh, it, it, it was over a number of years. And it was, you know what I did? I took my um, photo albums and I flipped through those years that I hadn't confessed and I'm like whoops there's a big one <laughs> whoops you know looking at my photo albums helped me realize and so uh, if you've never heard of the general confession or a confession that you know makes up for lost time what's it officially called those confessions that you go I think uh, I think a general confession is probably a pretty common term sometimes people call it a life confession or yeah, general confession is probably the most frequent term for them. And yeah, that just refers to going back, maybe being a, yeah, a, a bit more of a detailed look at one's life in those areas, maybe, maybe where we can make a, just a deeper um, experience uh, and maybe bring those things to confession. Maybe we should have, but we forgot to, or now we know we have to, or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because like some women have said, oh, you know, I've been living you know had a civil marriage and we have kids and but never got married in the church and i'm like okay well you need to get that marriage blessed in the church you need to get married with the sacraments or sometimes you know women had their sorry this is kind of maybe too much information but tubes tied and it's like well no 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 and so you, you need to take that to confession and i've heard women that actually reverse the anyway i'm going on and on too long i'm sorry so thank you. I just want to thank you, Father Gregory, for joining us. Thank you, Candia, for joining us. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Roseanne. Um, thank you. I think that's Peggy. Thank you, Anne. Um, thank you, Adriana, Maureen, Carmela, Anna, all of you. A big, 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 big warm-hearted virtual hug. Um, really, really appreciate uh, you joining us today. Please know that our ministry uh, celebrates, uh, well, it's Father Casper, the Sacred Hearts of Priests. Sacred Heart, we celebrate a mass every single week for the moms connected to our ministry. So you are covered by graces from uh, that weekly mass. But uh, yeah, so thank you for joining us. Please 
please, please pick up the phone today and invite three women to come next week at dinner time today. You know, talk about St. Joseph, you know, come Holy Spirit, give these ladies courage. Um, we love you, we praise you. And some of you know that I always like to end with, I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or pray a prayer. Seems we just get started and before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. So have a wonderful solemnity of St. Joseph tomorrow. You know, do something fun to celebrate. Go to Basket and Robins, you know, make it a special day for your family. Put on a floral tablecloth, get some flowers, go to Longo's, get some or Krispy Kreme donuts. Let your kids know it's a special day. Anyway, mwah, mwah, mwah. we love you. Please uh, keep on joining us and Happy rest of Lent, and we'll see you next week. And keep on checking our website, because we're growing. We're growing. And uh, we need your prayers, and we need your support. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Father Gregory. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you, Father. Bye, Father Gregory. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Dorothy. Yeah, thank you. Love y'all. Bye-bye.